Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love that. I love that. I love that. Now's my time and I'm supposed to tell you to be seated, but we're not even going to roll that video. If y'all are all right, y'all are already standing up. We're going to go ahead and read God's word together if that's all right. Can we do that? Can we do that together today? I want to talk to you about uh, a thing that I want to share with you today. And if there's ever a day, I'll just tell you really quickly that I feel like in my own self and my own things in my own life, I feel like maybe there's something that I, I can't even really technically feel like I can stand up here and even preach on excellence as our ordinary because I'm feeling less than excellent today, okay? I don't know about you guys. I don't know for what you walked in here with. I don't know what your weeks have looked like. I don't know what this last week of rain and ice and snow and sleet and whatever else we got, right? All of that has, has kind of thrown you and, you and what your week may look like. But I just feel like we just got to go back to God's Word, right? We got to go back to what God has to say about you, what God has to say about me. And I just want to talk to you today. We're going to throw an Old Testament. Y'all good with that today? We rocking the OT, Old Testament. There's this guy that I want to tell you about in just a second. His name is Daniel. Somebody shout Daniel. I love that. Daniel is who we're going to talk about today. And this is what the Bible says. We're reading from the New King James Version. So really, a lot of times my Bible is the NLT that we read from, or the NIV, but I'm throwing it NKJV, the New King Jimmy. Come on. If y'all ready for it, say, I'm ready for God's Word. I love it. This is what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. I love this story. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. But it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. So those are like 120 governors, like people that would be uh, watching over this area. And over those, there were three governors, even guys that were above them, of whom Daniel, somebody shout Daniel. Daniel was one of them, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king and the kingdom would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps. Watch what this says. Because of an excellent spirit was in him. I love that. An excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the entire realm, over the whole kingdom. And so the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning uh, the, the, the kingdom. But they could find no charge and no fault because he was faithful. I like that. I like Daniel. I like what we're going to learn about him today. He was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. And then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And I just came today just to tell you guys, we're in a series called I Love My Church. Somebody shout, I love my church. I love that, and we've been talking about our core values. And today, I love this story of Daniel because I believe he displays this one core value that we as a church want to be about, and it's excellence is our ordinary. Excellence is our ordinary. We'll talk about what that looks like in just a second, but let me pray one more time, and I want you to knuckle some people around you. Like, just give them some knuckles, give them some high fives in just a second after we say amen. Jesus, we honor you. Today, we love you. We sing your praises today. We thank you for your word. We thank you so much that Daniel exhibited this life 
life of excellence, and we just believe that today you're going to use the life of Daniel to speak to us in this place, God. We love you. We honor you. We thank you, and it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Why don't you knuckle, uh, uh, give some people some knuckles around you, high five about five people, say welcome to church, welcome to church, then have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. I love that, I love that, I love that. Well, hey, listen, I want to just tell you guys I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so glad that you're in the room today. Again, you could be anywhere else. You could be doing anything else. Uh, you could have stayed in your warm, cozy bed, but guess what? You got out the house, and you're here at church, so tap your neighbor and say, you did good. You did good. You did good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, hey, I, I'm so thankful. I want to just start off really quick celebrating a few things, and I'll tell you guys um, uh, again, a few things I want to just celebrate with you uh, is the fact that last Sunday, Party on Purpose, we celebrated turning three years old. Come on, somebody, right? But the better number than that, more than the confetti that was still falling from the ceiling that we did, you know, it's up on the rafters. I like it, right? Uh, but, but I'll just tell you, more than all of that, more than the party we got to throw together, there was a party in heaven. You know why? Because six people last Sunday gave their life to Jesus. Come on. Can we celebrate that together? Right? We're going to be a church that celebrates. That's what we talked about last week. And if you missed any week along the way, man, I encourage you to go back and watch online. We'd love for you to do that. Share it with your friends. If somebody wants to come and kind of like maybe check it out before they show up with you, man, throw them to the website, throw them to the YouTube page. We would love for them to check that out. And again, maybe you've missed something over the last few weeks. Go and check those things out online because that is, again, we've talked about this series being like the, the kind of the trendsetter for who we are. I want everybody to understand, like just because because we move into a new facility doesn't mean that we've changed ourselves, right? We want to be grounded on some things. We want some things that we want to be known for. Those are our core values. And again, I'll tell you about a few of those in just a second. Uh, but I do want to just, just reiterate really quick what, what A.B. and Damien had to say a few minutes ago uh, as they're talking about a few things. I'll just tell you a couple quick things that are big on our heart, big on our, uh, on our radar as far as what we do as a church. And those are the things that you just saw uh, that they talked about a few minutes ago. And this is a thing called next. Somebody shout next. Like if you're looking to join the church or join the team, yo, that's today. Like you can do that today, this afternoon at the end of, of second service. It would be awesome. I'd love for you, if you just want to even hear the vision of what we feel like God has given us as a church, what we're going to be doing, how you can be a part of that. And we believe that God has given you a purpose on the inside of you and he wants to use that for his glory, like come today. All right. So I would just encourage you to do that. I will tell you another thing again today, man, I'm just telling you, and a lot of these things are all about just relationships right? We're big on relationships here. People are our heart. We want to be walking through different seasons together, and I think about that. Next is a great season to walk through. Another season, obviously, is cruise season kicking off today, right? And again, this is great. I love the room when it's full. I love the room when it's, when it's packed. I love that, but I'll just tell you, really good freedom and life change happens in circles rather than rows. And so maybe a way that we can make a big church feel small is through our small groups called cruise. And so I encourage you, do that, do that, do that. And I'm going to tell you about another thing, that we had six people give their life to Jesus last week. We've had ten people over the last couple of weeks give their life to Jesus, which is awesome, right? Which is why we do what we do, why we as a church are going to celebrate that. Uh, and then I want to tell you about a thing called baptism that's coming up in just a few weeks. Let me tell you about Baptism Sunday. You hear a couple woos, right, right there, because guess what? It's a party on Baptism Sunday, just so you know. We got cowbells, all right? 
We got cowbells at the church whenever somebody's getting baptized. You know why? Because we're going to party when they come up out of that water. So it's a lot of fun. Maybe you've never taken that next step. Maybe you've, been, maybe you've accepted Jesus, but maybe you've never gone public with your faith. I want to encourage you. Baptism is your next step. And so it is just the outward uh, expression of what Jesus has done on the inside of you. And so we want to just celebrate that. We want your family to come. And so that's coming up here in actually just a few weeks. Again, what you can do is text BAPTISM to 270-229-6488. And if you want to sign up for baptism, that is two weeks from today. All right? Two weeks from today, we're going to celebrate. We're going to party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Y'all good with that? About six of you. I said y'all good with that? All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let me, let, me, uh, let me ask you a quick question. So I'm done with my announcements now. Let me just encourage you on a few things uh, uh, with that. But I want to try to challenge us now, kind of shift where we're going really quickly. How many of y'all really quick have ever experienced something like so excellent, so great, that it like just began to change like everything else that you thought about when you went and did that certain thing? Maybe it was an eating out like experience. You went to some place. Maybe it was a hotel stay. And the hotel, not, it wasn't necessarily the hotel was nice, but like their customer service was good. Like, man, they went above and beyond. Come on, kind of like going through Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody, right? I know all of us was thinking, how many of y'all have ever experienced something like that where you have experienced excellence and that's kind of gets, that's, that's what you expect from this moment on, right? So I'll be honest again, uh, whenever I go through the Chick-fil-A line, you know what I'm saying? Like what happens is, man, they have a spirit of excellence. That is some Christian chicken up in that place, you know what I'm saying? I'm a chicken farmer and so I love that. I, I love that, that, that Chick-fil-A, man, from the time that we get to raise them all the way till we eat them. Lord, they just prayed over Thank you, Jesus, for this chicken, all right? I love that. I love some Chick-fil-A, but like it, it kind of ruins you for all these other drive-through experiences, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you've experienced something excellent, it kind of like it, it changes the game for you. I'll tell you a quick story. A few years ago, uh, Allie, uh, Allie and I, we went to. Let me, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun to talk about. Uh, I, we went and got couples massages. All right, y'all be laughing right now. And I was doing the same thing a few years ago. I was like, I'm not going and doing that. No way. I'm like a I, I'm a farmer. Like why? Why am I going to go and, and why am I going to get a back massage? Like, no way, I'm not doing that. And so Al just decided, we would we decide, okay, we're going to go do that. We're going to go do that together. And so we went to a place in Paducah. And I'll just tell you, um, uh, my, my mindset began to change after that. You know why? Because as soon as I walked in the door, they kind of greeted us. They just said, hello, hello there, Mr. and Miss McLean. I'm like, well, hello, how are you? Like, expecting us great I like that and so we get there and again I'm real skeptical about the whole thing I'm like no 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 I don't want to do this like this is weird like what what and the next thing I know is they bring out this like uh, uh this this heated robe and these heated fuzzy slippers come on somebody right and so I, I'll just tell you like I was like what is this is nice like okay wow all right this is cool so I, again still a little bit skeptical but I'm starting to turn the corner a little bit we get a couple's massage together um and, and just relaxed, you know, in a room, and they got this, like, nice little waterfall sound that's happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, this kind of dim. I took a good nap, you know what I'm saying? It was a, honestly, it was a great experience. I'm just going to tell y'all real quick. It was a nice, it was a good experience. Got a chance to just experience excellence, and guess what happened after that? I started expecting that since I experienced something so excellent, I was just thinking at home, like, we should be doing the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I should get out the shower. I should be able to have, like, a heated uh, a towel, you know what I'm saying? Some heated fuzzy slippers coming out the shower, whatever it might be, right? And so I 
began to experience this excellent thing that happened. And what it began to do is it kind of changed my mindset of where I was going. So I got to thinking about that. And I got to thinking about how, how does that pertain to church? How does that pertain to who we are as followers of Jesus? And I got to thinking about that. And I got to thinking that, that and honestly, what that looks like for me is that it like created a little bit of a ripple effect in kind of what I was expecting, right? And so I, I think about that. How many of y'all this week have been dreaming of going to the lake? Come on, somebody. I think we all have with the five-degree weather we've had this week. Like, I've been dreaming about the lake. And so what had happened was this, this excellence that I experienced at this massage uh, place that we had a chance to go to together was like the, the, the thing, it kind of rippled out to the rest of my life that I was expecting something. I was expecting excellence everywhere that I went, right? And I think about that, and I think it had kind of a ripple effect on my life. And I think about how that equates to the fact that if you could just imagine the lake for just a second, glassy, clear, great day to be out on a boat. And guess what? If you can just imagine when a boat goes through that, it creates a wake, right? It creates a ripple effect that takes place. And so it leaves a wake. It leaves this ripple effect that honestly what begins to happen, it affects every other boat that comes through that area, right? Every single boat that goes along through that area, it actually creates a ripple effect and it affects everything else that's around it. And I just believe, and I just have this heart, and I believe as the church of Jesus Christ, we should be a part of creating a global ripple effect with a spirit of excellence. That you and I, we should have a spirit of excellence that we should set the as the as the church of Jesus Christ, that we bear the name of Jesus, right? And that we should set the standard when it comes to everything around us. Like that the church of Jesus should not do anything like, like halfway in the name of Jesus, but that we should be leading the way with creativity. Why? Because we serve the one that created it all, right? We serve the one that created everything. I believe that the church of Jesus Christ should lead the way with excellence because we serve a God who is excellent. Amen or oh me, church. Come on, right? And I believe that. I, I, I've kind of noticed that even over the last couple of days, that our God that we serve is excellent. Think about what Psalms 19.1 says. It says that the heavens declare the glory of God. That the skies proclaim the work of his hands. you got to understand that even the heavens are saying how excellent God is. Even his creation is saying, hey, look how excellent God is when he created it. And I believe that in every sphere of our life that you and I are called to go into that sphere, whatever it might look like for you, wherever God has called you to go. And I believe that you and I are to bring glory to God through a spirit of excellence. I believe that. And we see that take place with this guy named Daniel. Right, So if we look back at this Old Testament character, it's like the, what happens in the life of Daniel is that we, when he experienced and he lived a life of excellence, it, became to, it came to a point where he honored God by living that way. And so maybe you've heard of this guy named Daniel. How many of y'all have heard of Daniel in the lion's den? Come on, somebody, right? I think we all have. I think we all have heard of Daniel in the lion's den. But even before we get to Daniel in the lion's den, you've got to understand if there is a book in the Bible, which is the book of Daniel, come on somebody, that's a good one, right? The book of Daniel, and Pastor Chris Hodges actually um, wrote a book uh, a few years ago called The Daniel Dilemma, and I got a chance to read it. We preached a, a sermon series on it. We probably should bring it back because it's so good. Like, it's just so good because really the whole story of Daniel is how in the world can you stand up for, for your faith in God and Jesus? How can you do that in a world that is constantly changing? Right in a world that's constantly shifting its thoughts and its views and all of that. And so not only did Daniel live in the world, but I want you guys to understand that Daniel influenced the world that was around him. 
That's what he did. He didn't just, just live in it. He actually influenced it. So if you go and read the book of Daniel, come on, Veggie Tales helped a lot of us out in the fact that in the book of Daniel, there's this story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, somebody, a Radshack and Benny, all right? And they got this chocolate, big chocolate bunny that King Nebuchadnezzar has them bowed out to. That's the Veggie Tales people in all the room. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And, uh, and so, again, I want you to understand that Daniel was a part of those four, that Daniel was a friend. And I want you to realize that that all happens in the book of Daniel. How do you stand up in a world that is bowing down to culture? And Daniel lives a life of excellence that ultimately sets him apart from where, uh, from other people around him that are even living in this secular world. i got to kind of catch you up on where we are when we begin reading in Daniel chapter 6. I want you to realize that Daniel, uh, he had been taken captive, that Daniel had been taken away from his home. And he was placed like in this secular, uh, idol-worshiping culture called Babylon. And this king was named King Nebuchadnezzar, right? He was a bad dude, wanted like everybody to worship him. They even changed all of their names. His name was no longer Daniel. It was actually Belteshazzar, all right? So they changed his name completely. He's forced to speak a completely different language instead of his native Hebrew language. They tried to change his diet. And then they tried to change his worship above all. Right, and so, so I want us to understand, does this sound anything like kind of what we're going through as a world and as a nation? That, that culture is trying to tell you and I how we should live, that we should live one way, that we should live doing all of these other things. But yet in a world that was constantly changing, Daniel stood up for God, stood up for the things of God. And in the middle of that, lived an excellent life, had an excellent spirit, and it set him apart when it came to his life. I think there's a few things that we can learn from Daniel because, again, he was committed to serving God. God, and he did it with an excellent spirit. Look at Daniel 6, verse 3. It says, then Daniel distinguished himself above everybody else, right? You want to know how you do that? You want to know how you distinguish yourself in a culture of all these other people around you that are doing the same thing that you are, that are part of the same kind of, kind of walk that you're in? Guess what? He distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit was in him. He caught the eye of the king because he had an excellent spirit. There was just something about the way that Daniel conducted himself that distinguished him from everybody else. So this is what I want you to write down. I want you to understand. I want you to write this down. A spirit of excellence will set you apart. Having a spirit of excellence will set you apart. And I think when we hear that word excellence, I think all of us think different things, right? I think we all come to the table thinking, okay, this is, this is what he's meaning when he's saying excellent. Let me just clear a few of those things up really quick just to kind of get us all on the same page. What I want us to understand is that excellence is not about having all brand new, uh, all shiny, all nice, like perfectly kept. Like, like that is not what I'm talking about when I say excellence, okay? I want us to write this down because this is kind of my, my definition of what I, wanna, I want you and I to pursue in our life, right? Is excellence is not extravagance. Excellence is not perfection. Excellence is doing the very best with what you have. That's what excellence is. Okay, excellence is not perfection. Excellence is not extravagance, right? It's not all the bells and whistles and all of those things, and you got to have that in order to be excellence. No, no, no. Excellence is a spirit, and it's doing the very best with what you have. I think excellence and stewardship kind of go hand in hand, right? This word called stewardship, that I really do believe that, that you have been given something, that God has given that to you. And you may be thinking, well, bro, I got a crappy car. Why in the world would I try and keep it clean? I'm with you. My truck, 310,000 miles. Come on, somebody, right? 
But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep the floorboards clean. Why? Because it's an excellent spirit. If I take care of this thing right now, guess what? I can be trusted with more down the road. I can be trusted. Think of how well I'm going to take care of a vehicle if I take care of a beater right now. Come on, somebody. Who's driving a beater in the room? I think, well, okay, right? Take care of that thing. Wash that thing. Like, like you got Jesus loves you stickers all over, but you ain't washed it in three years. Come on, somebody, right? You know what I'm saying? Hey, just take care of what God has given you. Come on. Some of y'all are like, oh, I'm going to take those Jesus loves you stickers off my car right now. <laughs> right? But, but, but again, I say that because I want you to understand. Excellence is not extravagance. It's not perfection. It's doing the very best with what you have. I think it's a lot like stewardship. If you and I will steward what God has given us, if we will take care of that, if we'll do our very best with what God has given us, guess what? God can trust us with more. God will give us a little more to be entrusted with. And as we continue to be faithful, God himself will continue to be faithful. Amen or oh me, church. Okay, so I want to tell you guys really quick, there's a few ways I think that Daniel distinguished himself when it came to culture around him. I think there's a few ways that we can learn from Daniel when it comes to this idea of living an excellent life. If you're ready, say I'm ready. I got three points. Number one is this. you got to lay a firm foundation. If you are going to live a life of excellence, it's got to start with the foundation. Because anything that you build on top of a foundation, right, if the foundation is off, guess what? That thing's going to come crashing down. Come on, somebody, right? I, a few years ago, we built chicken barns. They were 40 foot wide by 525 feet long. They're really long, okay? Um, and so we built four of them. And I remember whenever they were going through and, like, doing the pads, doing, like, the, um, uh, the, the, the actual um, foundation of literally where the chicken barns were going to be at, I remember that taking so long for it to happen. I remember like thinking, oh my gosh, like why is this taking so long? Why is this a process? Why in the world is this happening? Like, like come on, we got to speed up. We got to get some building structure up. We got to do something like that. And I, I, I would talk to the contractors that were doing it, and they would say, hey, Dustin, you got to realize that if that, if that, if literally that foundation is off just a few inches, especially over the trajectory of how long this barn is, guess what? It can ruin the entire thing that you build on top of it if the foundation is not right. Right? And I don't know if you're a contractor or not, but I think all of us can understand that. That anything that we try and build on ourselves, anything that we try and build on our own possessions, on our own, uh, in our life, guess what? If it is not on the foundation that is God, that is Jesus, it will eventually crash down. Even Jesus himself told a story about this in the Newer Testament where, where he's saying, hey, the wise man built his house on the rock, right? And the storm came and the winds blew and guess what? That house stayed standing. Why? Because it was built on a firm foundation. Another person, same, same situation, same kind of lifestyle, same area of life. Guess what? They built their house on the sand. What happened? The rain and the storm still came, right? So let me just clarify real quick. Whether you know Jesus or you're not, guess what? The storm is coming. Right, there's going to be stuff that happens to you. There's going to be things in life that happen. And I want you to understand it's about the foundation that you build upon that is so important. It says the rain came down, the floods came up, the rain came down. And, okay, sorry, going back to just, just uh, Bible school today, right? So the rains came down, beat against the house, the floods rose, and guess what? The house that was built on sand fell. Why? Because it's so important to build your life with a firm foundation. Daniel realized that. 
Daniel understood that. Daniel was diligent. He was dependable. He was detailed in his work. But more importantly than all of that, his foundation was his relationship with God. He was building his life on God. And, and again, I want us to understand that Daniel was living in a culture much like what we're living in. that's bowing down to everything else other than God. And yet Daniel distinguished himself, set himself apart with an excellent spirit. How? Because he was building his life on the foundation that is Jesus, that is God. Look at what Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says. If you go back a few chapters from what we read, and I encourage you to go read this. These are some great stories that happen. But Daniel was determined, the Bible says, not to defile himself. See, he was determined, hey, I'm going to live a life that is above reproach. I'm going to live a life that is built on Jesus. And so if you and I want to make an impact in culture, guess what? We're going to have a solid foundation and we got to build it on Jesus. If you go uh, back to what we just read a few minutes ago, that, that, that Daniel chapter 6, verse 6, they said, these guys around him are like, yo, we can't find any charge against Daniel. There's nothing that this guy, man, he is, he is following God. He's living his life incredibly excellent and he's building it on Jesus and the only way that we can find something to use against him is if we use the very faith that he has against him to bring something up against him right that's that's the only way it's gonna happen the Bible goes on to tell us if you read in there that Daniel didn't just pray one time a day Daniel prayed not twice a day Daniel prayed three times a day every day Right? And, when, and when God saw that Daniel's heart was pure, that his character was high, that his foundation was being built on him and he lived and served with excellence, you know what God could do? God could trust Daniel to lead, to build, to influence the culture that is around him. And I just think that you and I have been given the same challenge today. That we are called to influence the world around us. That, that we're not called to be, uh, the, the, the world gets into us, but we are called to take the light of Jesus into a lost and dying world. That you and I are called to do that. That we're called not to just be followers of everything that everybody else is doing, but that we are to influence culture and we are to change culture through the name of Jesus. See, the Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 says that you and I are Christ's ambassadors. Right, so what's that mean? That means that you and I speak on behalf of God. That you and I speak on behalf of Jesus. And so let me encourage you. What is your life speaking? Right, let me ask you. What, what, what is your life speaking? What, if somebody had to step back and look at your life. Again, excellence is not having all the very best. That's not what I'm meaning. I'm not saying that you got to go out and sell your car and get a new one today. No, 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 no. How are you taking care of what God has given you? How are you leading your life? How are you living your life? Are you having an excellent spirit? Are you having a spirit... That says, you know what, I'm going to take care of what God has given me. And as I do that, God can trust. I'm going to make sure my life preaches Jesus, right? Now think about that. God has called you and I to go into every sphere of society, whether it's education, whether it's stay-at-home mom, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a mechanic. He has called you to that place for a specific purpose, to live a life of excellence. He's called you not to just do it half-heartedly or halfway or mediocre, but to shine the light of Jesus and to be excellent all for the glory of God. Amen or oh me, church, right? That, that again, Colossians 3.23 tells us, hey, whatever you do, right? So, so that's challenging to all of us, wherever we are, whether we're Walmart, whether we're, we're in, our, in our car, whether we're at our job, whether we're at home, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as if you're working for the Lord, right? So everything that we do speaks. 
Right? Everything about our life, everything about mine and your life speaks. And living a life of excellence sets you apart, and it will send shockwaves into this community. But it starts by building on the right thing. you got to build on the right thing. Watch this. I want you to write this down. It's not going to be up on the screen. But the foundation that your life is built upon will dictate the excellence that your life displays. I'm going to say it again, so just in case they didn't hear me, Randy. Come on, somebody, right? The foundation that your life is built upon will dictate the excellence that your life displays. And if you and I want to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to build my life on the firm foundation that is Jesus. You know what? Some of our lifestyle should change. Some of our lives should look different. How we speak should look different. How we interact with people should look different. How we talk and serve other people should look different. That you and I, if we're building on the firm foundation that is God, that is Jesus, our life should look different. Amen or oh me. Come on, somebody, right? Okay, I want to challenge this with number two. If you're going to be like Daniel, man, he built his life, living a life that was on the firm foundation. We got to build our life on God if we want to live excellently. Not only that, we got to play our part. It's number two. Once you write that down, you got to play your part you got to play your part. Look at what Daniel chapter 1, if you go back to chapter 1, says verse 17 through 20. It says, God gave these four young men. So you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, all right? Radshach, Benny, and Dan. Okay, that's, that's them right there, okay? Gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel, watch this, God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. And when the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all of the young men, all 120, right, including these guys, 123 total, technically including them, brought them before King Nebuchadnezzar. And the king talked with them. And watch what happened. No one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's their names that was given to them by that culture at that time. But that's Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. So what did they do? They entered into the royal service. And whenever the king consulted them in any manner requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. You know what? This spirit of excellence set them apart and guess what they were doing they were just playing their part they were just doing the very thing that God had called them to do and if you go on and read the book of Daniel you'll understand that the book of Daniel as you read it like Daniel is using the God-given gifts that he had been given to go out and bring glory to God Right, that everybody else was bowing down to culture. Everybody else was doing all these other things and trying to bring glory to different people. But Daniel was committed to playing his part, doing the very thing that God had called him to, and bringing all glory and honor to God. That's what Daniel's goal was. And he didn't do anything extravagant. You got to understand, he didn't buy like a nice new chariot. Come on, somebody. Like, I didn't, that's not what he did. He didn't do anything extravagant. Nothing was over the top. You know what he did? He did the very best with what God had given him, and he played his part. And if you fast forward to 2022 right now, I want us to all understand that we as the body of Christ all play a part. That you all play a part. That you may think that you have nothing to offer. But I want to tell you that if you know Jesus, you have more than you could ever dream or imagine to offer the body of Christ and to go out and make a difference for Jesus. That there are giftings and talents on the inside of you that God is wanting to pull out of you right now. Not tomorrow. Not when you get older. Not when you marry somebody. Not when you move into the right house. Not next year. But today is the day that God wants to begin to use you 
for his glory. Again, why do we do next? Why are we doing that? You know why? Because we want to pull out the purpose that's on the inside of you and let you know that God has a part for you to play, that God has something for you to do, that God wants you to serve him with all of your life. And you may have never realized that you were good at this area or that area or what it might be. And we want to be a church that says, you know what? You have, you have so much potential. You have so much God-given ability in that area. Man, let's pull that out of you. I want to pull that purpose out of you, man. I want you to walk in that purpose every single day of your life. See, we all play a different role in the kingdom. you got to understand that, that, that the body of Christ is really all of us together that know Jesus. That's called the body of Christ. And I think about it a few months ago when we were loading in and loading out. When we were doing that at Callaway County Middle School, come on somebody, glad we ain't got to do that no more, right? I'll just tell y'all really quick, your boy rolled like one of the heaviest carts that we got over my big toe, like right on top of it, all right? And then I pulled my toe out from underneath it, right, while the thing was still underneath it. So I don't know what I did to it, never went to the doctor because, you know, hashtag stubborn, okay? Like, like, that's what I am. I'm just stubborn uh, like a sheep, like last week. If you missed last week, go back and watch it, okay? Right? But, but I ran over my toe, and I, I was like, oh, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. And I'll just tell you, for the next six weeks, it hurt, okay? Like, for the next six weeks, I was like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And I'm the biggest baby. You can ask Allie. Like, you know, I act tough and all this stuff. But, man, us men, when we're hurt or sick, we are dying. You know what I'm saying? All the ladies are like, yes, Lord, right? We all know, but, but I was dying. I'll just tell you, I was dying. I couldn't do stuff. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm losing my balance. I didn't realize how valuable... Yeah, I would just like fall, like just be walking, just, just fall, right? This would happen. But like, like, I didn't realize how valuable my big toe was, right? Until you couldn't use it anymore, right? Until, until it wasn't working properly. Can I encourage you that some of us in this room are the big toe of the body of Christ? Can I encourage you that some of us are the arm? Some of us are the fingers. Some of us are the armpit. Come on, somebody, okay? Like, I, I, I just want to just challenge you. I want us all to understand that you play such a valuable part in building the kingdom of God. And I just believe we got to take an idea from Daniel. And if, that, if we want to live an excellent life, if we want to live a life that sets us apart from what God, and for what God has called us to, we've got to be willing to play our part. Look at what Romans chapter 12, verse 4 says. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. If you read the message version, it actually says that they are excellently formed. Right, that they're excellently formed. I love that. So as our bodies have many parts and each parts have a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, guess what you got to do? Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. You're playing your part right there. If your gift is serving other well, others well, you know what you got to do? Serve them well. Right? If you are a teacher, come on, all those teachers out there have been just grinding all the time, even at school. Guess what? Teach well. Keep doing it well for the glory of God. Right? If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility strongly and seriously. And if you get, have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend others or love others. Really love them. Hate what is 
wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. And watch what it says, verse 11. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. You know what that, if I could just take that word, the last word that we have there, and just give me just a, a little bit of liberty just to change that to excellently. Would you just read that right there? Just think about it. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord excellently. Would you serve the Lord excellently? It's time that some of us in this room, that we, we have to realize and we have to discover that God is wanting you to mine it out, to, to dig deep of why you've been put here on this earth, and it's to be a part of the greatest story of all, and that's God's story. That you were made for this, that your life has so much worth when you join it with the rest of the body. And I know so many of us have tried to do it on our own, including myself, but man, we could do so much more together when we link arms and say, you know what, I'm with you. I may not have the gifts that you've got. You may not have the gifts that I've got. But, man, when we put them in the same room, on the same team, with the same mission, guess what? We are unstoppable in Jesus' name. Come on, can we give Jesus a big shout of praise all over this place? So I want us to understand Daniel played his part. He used the dreams and visions. Guess what? If you read that entire thing, he used his ability to be able to do that to save a lot of people. He used his dream and ability to, like, to be able to bring glory to God. I want to challenge all of us. Man, would you play your part? Would you step in? This is a new season for us as a church. We're learning. We're growing. But I'm telling you, it's going to be so much better if you say, you know what, I'm with you. I'm going to come alongside of you. Like, we don't all look alike. You know what? That's the glorious thing about the body of Christ. We don't all have the same background. We don't all all grow up in church. We don't all grow up in the same kind of church. Guess what? The glory of the body of Christ is that it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, how you've been there. Jesus has saved us. He's given us something on the inside. Now it's our job to tell a lost and dying world where we found hope, where we found healing. And that's in the name of Jesus, right? Daniel did it. We got to be willing to do it. Not only did he build his life on the firm foundation of God, not only did he play his part, but guess what he did? He came prepared. That's the last thing. Come prepared. Come prepared. See, every time that we see Daniel in Scripture, him being excellent, his life distinguishing himself apart from other people, guess what? He came and he was prepared. See, before he went to the king, the king was going to kill all of those uh, satraps and governors. He was going to kill them all. But Daniel came to him and said, no, 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 no. Hey, give me a little bit more time. I'll be able to interpret your dream. I'll be able to use the gift that God has given me to be able to point back glory to God. Just just give me a little bit more time. But he was prepared when he approached the king. And then the next time when he came back to the king, he was prepared with an answer for the king of what does this dream mean? God had given him the ability, but he showed up prepared. I think the gifting is God's responsibility. The availability is our responsibility. Just like what we sang a few minutes ago, that God is in charge of the gifts. We're in charge of whether or not we're going to use them for his glory. Daniel did it. He came prepared. When excellence is our ordinary, you've got to understand it's something that we pursue, not just on a Sunday, but every day. That our life, we would build it on a firm foundation, that we would play our part, and that we would be prepared every day to watch God do incredible things. And I'll just tell you, I grew up in church where a lot of times we didn't show up prepared. Can I be honest? And we'd show up and just say, oh, you know what? We just depended on the anointing or we depended on whatever. And we'd show up, didn't even know, like, didn't even know the courts, right? Didn't even, didn't even practice. I just want you guys to understand, we're not practicing on you right now. 
Like this isn't the first time I preach this message. I preach it to an empty garage on Saturday. Come on, somebody, right? So if you don't say amen, neither is my, you know, my, my gas tanks in my garage or whatever, right? I get it. But this ain't the first time I'm, because I'm, I'm coming prepared. And I believe that when we're prepared, it leaves room for the Holy Spirit to move like he only can. And I believe that when we just show up haphazardly, when we just show up and say, ah, you know, it don't, it don't mean nothing. It doesn't, it's not that big a deal. To me, that, that, that is, that when we have the name of Jesus Christ slapped across our chest and across our body and across our church, guess what? I want to do things with excellence. You know why? Because I want to point him to an excellent Savior. I want to point him to him who is so excellent. Again, why do we do certain things when we come here? Why, why are all these rows straight? Right? Why, why, do we, why do we put things in the seats and they're, they're facing the right direction? And why do we have nice soaps in the bathroom? Come on, somebody. Y'all like those nice soaps in the bathroom, right? Why do we have right now, you may not even know it, but in the lobby we have something pumping in a, a certain smell because we want it to smell good. Come on. Y'all know it smells good in this church. You know why? We, even while we were at the middle school, why did we do it? Guess what we had? We literally had, um, uh, like it smelled like cat pee and burnt feathers. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what the middle school smelled like. All right? It did. And uh, I, I'll just tell you, it did sometimes. And we'd show up. You know what we do? we plug some stuff in the walls that had a different smell, that had a different scent. And I'll just tell you, I know that's so small, so like little, but I want you to understand that everything we do speaks. Even in my own life, everything speaks, that details matter, that first impressions only happen once. And that we hold ourselves to a high standard, not for our own sake, but because of the one that we serve. That, has, that, that is the name that's above every name. That every interaction that we have as a church or you have as an individual, you and I have the opportunity to relate uh, that person, to connect them to the God that we get to serve. And we, just a couple thousand years later, are standing in the wake in the ripple effect of an excellent Savior who came to this earth. And I want, I'll never preach a message on this stage that I don't point you back to Jesus. I want you to understand that we serve an excellent God. If you haven't noticed this week, even how excellent, I know it's kind of bad for the power and all of that, but how excellent is, is just ice, and it's staying on certain things. I was driving in this morning as the sun is hitting that stuff. Man, it is excellent. It's excellent what God does. He is an excellent God. He has an excellent uh, just creation. He not only was that, he had an excellent son that he sent, and his son lived an excellent life. He lived a perfect life. And Jesus came and he gave his life for us and lived an excellent life. He did excellent miracles. He died an excellent death. And not only did he die an excellent death, but he, he, he rose back from the grave. That's an excellent Savior that we serve. And so excellence is going to be our ordinary, not for ourselves, but so that we can point other people to the name that's above every other name. And that's the name of Jesus. Come on. If you believe that, can we give God a shout of praise all over this place? So if you don't mind with me, would you stand to your feet in this place right now? Nobody moving around, nobody getting up if you can. Obviously, if you're standing up, but I want to just invite you to stand to your feet and bow your heads and close your eyes. You're in this room, and maybe you've never experienced the excellent salvation that our Savior offered. And it's excellent. Let me tell you, it's excellent. The salvation that I was afforded, not because of what I earned, not because of what I did, but because of who Jesus was and who he is, it's excellent. You've been afforded that opportunity today. Maybe you're here and you need to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, I just love that you would just say something like this. It doesn't have to be word for word, but it can be something like this where you mean it in your heart and just say, Dear Jesus, I believe you died an excellent death. I believe that I was a sinner far from you, but that you gave your life for me. 
I believe that your sin paid, my, my sin was paid for by what you did on the cross. God, I believe that you were put in the grave, Jesus, and that you got out of the grave, and I put my faith and trust in a risen Savior today, that you've forgiven me, that you've set me free, and now I'm promising to go from this day forward living a life for you. Maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online, you just prayed something like that, or you prayed that word for word, and you just said yes to a relationship with the only one that can save you, the only one that could take that busted brokenness, that sin that's in our life, and save us from that excellently. It was this guy named Jesus, and we believe that with all of our heart as a church. And maybe you just prayed to receive Jesus. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to do our, our, our prayer team, which are incredible people, man, they just love you, love building relationships with you, want to carry some stuff with you. But they also want to celebrate with you. They're going to be down here in the front, on, on the right and left of either side of this wall, down here in the front. And if that's you and you just prayed to receive Jesus like six people did last week, would you just take a, a moment, fill out your card at the bottom? Would you just say, I said yes to Jesus? Would you check mark that? And would you mind, I'm going to count to three in just a second. Would you take it to one of these guys or gals up here? That would be awesome. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to do that. Our serve team is going to be moving, but they're not going to go out outside into the lobby. We're not done with our service yet. We still have a chance to give. And, but I want to I make sure that we give people the chance to respond to the gospel. On three. One, two, three. If you're watching online, man, we love you. We're so glad you're here. If you made the decision to say yes to Jesus today, would you just text PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I love that. Well, come on. Can we clap? Whether it's this week, last week, whatever, that literally people gave their life to Jesus in this place. Come on. Let's give it up for King Jesus. Let's get louder for the name of, come on, can y'all get louder for the name of Jesus in this place? I love that. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.